Welcome to episode 500 of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name is Alon. And my name is Aro. And my name is Trapper. Trapper is a guest we've had on the show before. That's right. If you guys don't remember, I'll remind you that he is a coder extraordinaire that I've worked with before on a bunch of awesome games. It's good that you reminded us because really all I remember is name. Yeah. I don't. I thought you were going to say all you remember is that he's extraordinary. Definitely. Uh, but like how long ago you were on the show, if we were in the studio at the time, what we talked about. Okay, he's totally blushing already, window. so perhaps I'll, I'll dispense with calling him extraordinary a third yeah, time. I, you're very kind, Ara. But um, yeah, I was on about, what, two years ago, I think. Okay, so, so we were in studio wow, back then. We were in studio, long? yeah. And then Holy smokes. So a year after that, I believe you were on your honeymoon, maybe? You were uh, gone. I mean, it was more than three years ago. I mean, I was married three years ago, so. Oh, well, no, not that honeymoon. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I was on about a year ago. It's still at the studio, so maybe it was a little longer than this year ago. Yeah. But wow. um, a year ago, we were out of studio. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so two years. All right. Well, and I'm time, back again. Time flies is what we've learned. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me back. I appreciate it. You're, you're very welcome. So this is episode 500. Uh, in January, we will have been on the air for 10 years. What do we call this? Uh, just big, big Cinco, episode time. Cinco Centennial? How about that? Un- unlike some other shows, I have not prepared crazy sound effects. I have not prepared all sorts of hijinks for the recording today. This is just... You know, we continue on what I will call a legacy of of excellent programming without making a big deal, except for the fact that I'm trying to make a big deal. You know, you know it. what else is uh, 500? No, there's a there's a car called the Fiat 500. There is. Okay. I'm taking your word for that. Sure. Do, do you know how to say 500 in Italian? Uh, I could make some guesses, but no. Senti something. Cinco Sente. I'm okay. sure I'll be corrected with that, and I'm sure that's completely wrong. Yeah. Okay. I'm really excited. Right on. I just remembered that. Well, with that in mind, let me tell you a story about my wife. Thank you for bringing her up, Trapper. Anytime. Um, yesterday, she came home from a trip. She was away back home, like baby shower for someone and whatever. So she comes home after being gone for some time. I've talked about the fact that she's going to be gone because I said when she's gone, it's going to finally give me an opportunity to sit down and play some games. It's fun myself. time at Alon's house. Yeah, right? So instead... Also, as I talked about last week, I basically spent my free time doing non-video game things and getting my arcade machine where I wanted it to be, which... And watching me play Grid 2. A little bit. On your machine. If you'll remember, you last week said that you didn't think I could get it working, by the way. You're so right. With four controllers. And you witnessed it actually working. And once again, I stand corrected. Yeah. So, uh, ju- not the story I was planning to tell here, but just FYI... Totally got it working, and it looks semi-professional from the people using it. I mean, aside from the fact that Sega Saturn controllers are coming out of an arcade machine, but aside from that, it was done well. It's not crazy wires all over the place. The controller looks like a perfectly normal controller, and I was proud of that. Um, Anyway, moving on to the story at hand. She was gone. I wanted to play games, specifically Pikmin 3, which I've been waiting a long time for. It finally came out earlier this month. I didn't buy it right away. Uh, I had it for a couple weeks and have not played it. I basically tried to play it twice while she was gone at like 10 or 11 at night. And uh, for you young whippersnappers listening to the show, I am now in my 30s, i.e. old. Did you fall asleep while playing? And I basically fall asleep 
while playing. Not like the kind of where like you wake up an hour later and you're like, oh my god, the game's still on. Like I'm just, oh god, I can't play this. I'm falling asleep. Like my head's dipping. Like every minute, the game is a little bit slow at the start. I'll, I mean, in my defense, um, Dishonored. On the other hand, I could like play for hours and hours and hours, which I still haven't finished. Um, so, 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 you, so, Pikmin Three was not. You, you're old. En- you're old enough to fall asleep. Now, the other game, you're not old enough to fall asleep. It just. I'm saying it, it keeps my attention. That's Whereas, when you know. As a youngster, probably any game would be enough to keep you awake. That's that's. You'll know when you're getting old for real when that game makes you fall asleep. I guess that's a new litmus test. Yeah. Um, anyway, point is that I haven't. I haven't really played it. I just played like not even long enough to get past the intro tutorial parts of the game. So, so you haven't actually felt like you've played it yet. Exactly. Now, what's special about this particular game is that uh, Michaela was looking forward to it because she really liked the Pikmin portion of Nintendo Land for Wii U. Now, I want to make a clarification point here. She, I'm just going to assume this, and you can correct me. She wasn't looking forward to playing the game. She was looking forward to watching you play the game. No, she was looking forward to playing it. Ah. So in the Nintendo Land Pikmin-ish minigame, um, it's multiplayer, and it can be, although it's not... I mean, one player sort of has all the control, and the other player is sort of like tertiary, but um, she enjoyed that, and uh, she was looking forward to it. She kind of expected it to be the same. I secretly knew it would not be the same, but didn't want to break first that bubble, you know? Um, Anyway, she comes home yesterday, and last night... I don't know, like 9 o'clock maybe. Um, we had gotten home from watching Breaking Bad at a friend's house, right? And so we start playing Pikmin. And sure, let's, this, let's do this before the end of the weekend, before I have to go back to work. And we played for like four or five hours because I can't remember when we started. And she wanted to keep playing. Um, I'm amazed. Yeah, it was fantastic. She, I mean, she complained a little bit about having to use the the remote with the Wii remote. The yeah, I heard gamers really like complaining. And so she wanted a little, but then she got used to it and she was good. And we, we did really well and we got the platinum on the missions and whatever. And like, it was awesome. So then today, she wanted me to like take the day off, stay home and just play Pikmin for the rest of the day with her. Uh, even though I don't know how many levels there are to actually play multiplayer. I'm excited. She's an enabler. Yeah, so... I came home today a little bit early. I had to grab something and go back to work, so like 3.30 p.m. or something. I go into the house, and she is sitting at the couch playing Pikmin story mode all by herself, obviously, except with the cat, right? Uh, By herself playing a game. It was like I had a little internal tear. It was so nice because she does not – other than like Catan. I know. I'm I'm surprised probably less than you are. Yeah. This is – Less than me. Less. This is amazing. This is... It was very moving to me. Because it also means, you know, when I have children, like, I won't get a lot of flack for having them play Maybe, maybe you can she train them to also pay rapt attention to the screen as if nothing else exists in yeah. life. It's. It was a fantastic moment for me. So Pikmin 3 did that for my family. It brought my wife into playing a game that is not just a board game. Uh, and that was, I mean, it's a major moment for me. Wow. I thought I would share that with you. I heard Trapper has a wife. Is this something we want to publicly disclose? I do, I do, and that reminds me of a story. By the way, I think that's awesome that you came home and she was playing that. Yes. Um, When my wife and I were dating, she wanted to beat me at Mortal Kombat 2 because that was her game. Oh, that's right. And I knew right then, same thing, like, 
Well, when we have kids, they're going to be playing these games too. Yeah, five years old is the right time to start with Mortal Kombat 2, by the way. <laughs> Excellent. Because well, it has babalities, ah, of course. Yes. But here's the real question. Is, does your wife play games now? Or... You know what? She enjoys watching them. Um, uh-huh. But she was games... depressed by the fact that she could never beat. Well, no, no, him no, no. It's Mortal sad. Yeah, and who won? Also, well, well, <laughs> I think she won. Actually, I'm, I'm sad to say, but it, we were dating, so maybe I went a little easy. I can't <laughs> but uh, they make her motion sick now. All the games are so much movement with the camera. She can't. She can't deal with Interesting. it. Interesting. Oh, just get a 2D game then. Well, no. Even like uh, Super Mario Ro- World, New Super Mario Brothers. Same thing, that camera goes up and down. What? I know, dude, she's sensitive stomach. So it's, it's But I have a five-year-old, and we were playing that together. Super Mario World 2 okay. tonight before and, I came here. And no drama me needed? No, no, she does good. She does All good. Right. So. Cool. Well, I'm glad that you and I can sort of share an understanding of that. You have a winner. I'm, I'm super excited for yeah. you. R is lucky because the girls that he dates just love video games from the get-go. What are you talking about? No, <laughs> is that? I was they have to with his amazing. Setup? Why do you think I built my simulator rig in two pieces so that I can disassemble it and move it to an unviewable location when designed? You say that, but I've never been here when it wasn't. They ring in. You're oh, so right. <laughs> disassembling everything. <laughs> You're right about that too. Yeah, that's it's, like me building the arcade machine to work with four players, even though I know I'm never going to have a third <laughs> or a fourth player. <laughs> Um, but but yes, um, I I wish I could have the luxury to say that um, all the girls I date are really into video games. But no, all the girls I date are like usually average in terms of what girls' proclivities and interests are. And a lot of times, which is to say, they're basically just tolerant. Well, it's actually really interesting because um, most of them have been just tolerant or completely uninterested. And I don't try to uh, impose my, my video game hobbies onto other people anyway, so I'm fine with that. But there was – I did date this one girl for a while. Um, you know her, Michelle. And she – it was actually really interesting because she was like – when we first started dating, she was like, yeah, I'm into video games too. I'm really into video games, right? Oh, Michaela said the same thing. And, it's full of lies. And yes. it's well, see, see, here's the thing: they're not really lies. It's just, and maybe she was, but at least for for this one case for Michelle, it was like she's not in the kinds of games that I'm into. You see, and these are actually very, very. When she said she's into games, our actually our gaming interests actually completely did not overlap at all, right? Because I'm like a skill gamer. And I don't like using the word hardcore, but some people like to use that word. She's like and, a Farmville player. And right? she is like a non-skill game player. And that's – people like to use that word or casual or whatever. And I don't like to use that word for a very good reason that I don't have time to explain right now. And so it was kind of funny because her games are – like I have zero interest in. And my games are just too much for her. Yeah. So – That's – Michaela's it, like – Dual sticks? What? No, I can I can't use the gamepad. I got to use the remote, but that's a mess too because I can't figure out where I'm pointing on the screen and too yeah. much is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, too much. It's, it can be too much. That actually, that's the one thing that keeps a lot of people from playing games is that just the interface is just too much. Yeah, that's the beauty. They will push through because they want to play the game. They don't want to just be good at it. So they'll they're willing to go through that struggle to become good. And uh, adults are just not. Maybe in our time they were, but I'm. Don't have that much faith these days.
We'll be back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we're back. I had to tell them that we were coming back in case people thought that we would never be coming back. Can I, can I comment on something you ended with there? When you said you didn't have faith today's kids would, would uh, yes. handle all the newfangled controls. I think you're wrong. Simply because my daughter is super into, um, she's five, super into Sonic Dash, which is a, an infinite runner on the iOS. Yeah. She can't read yet, but she can get around every single menu option asking her to buy or showing her new game simply to play that game. So okay. she's figured out this myriad of complex little GUI buttons to hit to make it to play the game. I, I hope that I'm wrong, but I'd like to respond and tell you why I think you're wrong. Okay. Because you're a good parent. But I haven't taught her to read. And No, but I think that you're a bad parent. You've done – see, like you come from my generation. And so I kind of – and I'm considering you like a special case because – Special. Yeah, because we grew up during the time where, look, I didn't even know what grinding was, not even by name, by activity, until I was playing games for like three years. And we like that's the climate we grew up in, right? And so we value things like pushing through things to put effort. So I will. Like, how old's your daughter? Five. Okay, so it's still pretty young, but it's still five years. I think that maybe not even consciously, but your your work ethic about things, which is actually a lot of what we picked up with the old Nintendo games growing up, I think that you've perhaps maybe even, uh, maybe in addition to uh, uh, deliberately and consciously, also maybe unconsciously passed that along to your child. I see what you're saying, so... She has that, I'll work through this to figure it out because of some, my behavior, basically. That's my position. It's interesting. I think the kids are tenacious and they just want to play the games. But uh, so you'll see, dual stick shooters, doesn't matter. They will pick it up and, and kick my ass, by the way, uh, in short order. But I have yet to prove it with my own. Well, I mean, I hope, I hope you guys are both right and I hope that I'm wrong. But I just remember that way back when... You know, like when we were playing Ghosts and Goblins, Ghosts and Goblins in a lot of ways was horrible game and completely unrelentingly punishing. And the only reason and I can't like I I sit and think about why did I play that game so much? Because it wasn't that good. It takes you like two took me like two hours to get to like the fifth stage in that game. 
And once I got to that stage in that game for the first time, I paused the screen and I sat there just staring at it for 20 minutes because I knew that I was not going to be able to last an actual real-time gameplay for more than like five seconds. And I wanted that moment to last. Yeah, that's like me in Castlevania. I could never get past the Grim Reaper. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I can't imagine, like, it's, I can imagine because I did it, but it's so hard for me to understand now how much patience I had as a kid then to go through all that. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that there weren't other games that rewarded me at the time. That rewarded me more. There's so many games these days that, like, dispense rewards left and right for doing nothing of skill. And it's almost like expected these days. And well, it's funny you talk about reward. There's all sorts of stuff that happens in a game, like giving you new costumes and bells and the whistles and all that crap. Like the old games, the actual, you know, the, the, the cliche, um, the, you know, the prize is the journey or the, the destination is the journey or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. The prize like, is the journey. Yeah. Indeed. That's what it was. I yeah. mean, some some games are perfect examples when the ending has virtually no reward whatsoever like the word congratulation on yeah. the screen spelled wrong yeah yeah <laughs> but but the thing is like the i mean even five-year-olds i feel like they're they're becoming accustomed to games just dispensing things at them so frequently that they don't they don't understand that games can be another way it's, it's like the instant gratification yeah yeah, yeah. not yeah. even totally five-year-olds especially five-year-olds right i mean because that's the type of everybody's a winner everybody gets a medal right like they're definitely going to be doing that for every game that's geared towards children. Yeah. Yay, you spelled three plus four, or you got three plus four correct. Somebody did an analysis. Yeah. They had their kid play, like, Super Mario Brothers, the original. And it was really interesting because, you know, this kid had been experienced in modern games, but not in old games. And things like they didn't understand that you couldn't scroll the screen backward. They didn't understand that you had lives and stuff. There was all these things that they just they couldn't grasp because there were no other examples of them happening. Oh, dude, it's it's ridiculous. Like even people that I work with, that's how old we are, right? People that I work with, like their first console was like the PlayStation, right? And PlayStation is ultra modern in our, in our minds. Right, like aside from the fact that we started with Atari before Nintendo was even around, yeah. or like Odyssey twos or whatever, right? How far back you want to go? Like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo sixty four. There were all these things that predated PlayStation, and that is like that's the standard for these people. We think Mario, and they think Crash Bandicoot or something, or like Tomb Raider, which I just shudder, right, to think of these things. But that's reality these days. It's like when when you see a, a little kid, they're like, Who, "Who's Madonna?" Right? They they just don't. <laughs> They don't get it. And this is, I'm sure this has been the same throughout history, but we're at that age now mm-hmm. where we're seeing it, right? Since shivers down. Yes. My brother at one point in my life said, he pointed out, he's like, you know you're old when everybody in pop culture is younger than you, right? Britney Spears was like the first example for me, right? Like she's big and famous and she is not as old as me. Yeah, and it's funny because we think of celebrities as like having like an unchanging age. Like oh, I, no, I like, change. Like I'm, I'm like uh, very embarrassed to admit that I clicked on a link that said like, um, like, like celebrity, like celebrities, something, something, and one of the things was like Brad Pitt is 50 years old, and I don't spend a lot of time thinking about Brad Pitt, but I probably spent the most amount of time ever thinking about Pr- Brad Pitt, considering that he's 50 years old. Right. It's like a punch in the gut. 
It's like yeah. no, I mean I'm happy for that. Great. I've still got a little bit it's of It's like what? He's I just thought I just thought he was in his mid twenties and I'm in my mid twenties, what? Yeah. Isn't that that's always been that way? Not right? anymore. Time moved on. <laughs> All right. Well we're we're midway through our second segment here. Um I want to hear from Trapper. He was just during the break telling me an interesting thing that's going on in his life. I don't don't even want to give away any more than that. Let's let's hear from Trapper. So tell us about this project that you're working on and how far along you are, and we will probably ask some other questions. Oh, you guys are kind. Um, So my brother and I are on a mission to collect every U.S. Nintendo game ever made. Uh, We've got, I think there's 800 total. We've got about 700, so we're we're almost there. he spent Are we talking like his, including the blue Bible cartridges including and all that stuff? those, including he just bought Cheetah Men 2, which if you know your Nintendo history, it goes for about twenty four hundred dollars. Okay. The guy is Whoa. he has invested a lot more into this than I have. Those are the ones you pick up at the end, I think, when you only have three left. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. We'll go to you know the store bookman's around here and there's no Nintendo games he doesn't own. Because he's so bought all of them later. from there previously. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um before, before you move on, let me, let me point out, there's a Fallout Games uh, Yes, very close to here. I don't know if you've been to the one on, like, Cactus and Tatum. I have. They have that Pepsi Man game or whatever? Yes, Pepsi, the Coke Invaders. Pepsi Invaders. Yeah, yes. Pepsi Invaders, which is, like, they made, like, 50 copies for the Atari 2600. It's a, it's a very high-value game. Yeah, and it just says name your price or make yeah. offer or something. I asked them about it. It's, it's in the range of a couple thousand as opposed to, like, tens of thousands or well, something. That's, that's so about seems this, reasonable. Did you say Cheetah Man or Cheetah Cheeto Man? Cheetah Man 2. I think I have heard of that and have no idea what it is. It was, uh, it was never released, and a warehouse was found, I don't know, about 10 years ago with boxes full of them. They were all ready to go, and the company went under. Unlicensed. Okay. But, um, or, I'm sorry, 20 years ago. They, they were ready to sell. How were they unlicensed? It was like the Bible Man Adventures. Oh, oh okay, okay. Copies. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So we're we're getting close. Mostly thanks to him, we decided we wanted to play a little bit of each game rather than just have him sit on his shelf. So we started playing through each game, not through each game, about fifteen minutes to an hour of each game, and I started recording the gameplay and condensing it down into about five minutes, and we're putting them up on the internet now. the uh, The website is brothernights.com. dot com. Not the medieval knights, but brother N I G H T S. Okay, uh, not like brother or some. Not weird like spelling. brother, no. <laughs> Brotherknights.com. I was shocked it wasn't taken with like black gay porn or something, okay. but it was open. Brotherknights.com. Um, so every Thursday, a new video comes out. They're only five minutes long. It's a quick introduction, and then the the best parts of the gameplay were not long winded, and uh, it's it's just been really fun to have people join us for the ride we've got about 36 youtube subscribers now uh, we do requests otherwise we're going in alphabetical order and it's been going on since february so we're here to stay one a week since february one a week so you've since done like february. 50 games so you're probably still on the numbers or the a's um yeah we're well we're in we're in the b's right now the latest one was blaster master oh well i mean that's a high point Yes, awesome game. We gave it four and a half stars. We rate the game space off. That also you means know, you've gone through minutes. Bayou Billy already. Yeah, but that one's not up there. Uh, that was before we. Yeah, there's a few we have to come. I was and like, Blaster Master is a high point. Yes, uh, that would but you be had a to low get point. through Bayou Billy. Um, a low point was Battleship. Yeah, that's have really you played bad that on the Nintendo? I haven't. No, it's only one player. What? <laughs> totally takes away from everything. We were shocked. Wow. Well, I get, no, how could it not be one player? I mean. I, you think they'd come up with something, Look, right? Close your eyes. Yeah, don't close look. your eyes. Don't open them until oh. you hear the beep. See, that's easy. But it's really fun because I'd say eighty percent of these games we've never played before, right? So you get our initial reaction too. Did you get the the original Nintendo controller for Arkanoid? Yes, we did, and it's on there. 
All right. And uh, Jared, cool. my brother chastised me because I, I threw it when I got angry. He's like, that's expensive. Don't throw it. We saw it at Bookman's a couple weeks later for like five bucks. So yeah. <laughs> not so expensive. You could probably build it. So you oh, bought it and threw it at so. him. <laughs> so, you know, um, sort of on, on topic a little bit, uh, I went home. I, I must have talked about this on the show, but I, I went back home a couple of weeks ago to, to go hang out with a friend for a few days and run a race. Uh, and while I was home, I went through my parents' basement of all my old... I have like a corner of the basement, right? And I knew there was some video game stuff in there. Awesome. I knew there was an NES 2 uh, and a Super Nintendo. I didn't, realize, I didn't remember that it was a Super Nintendo 2, uh, but I brought both of those home. And in the box with the Nintendo 2 was like a mint copy of The Legend of Zelda, like mint box. Wow. Um, awesome. Even It has the map, but it had like a sticker sealing the map, so that's not mint anymore. But... I felt really good about that. Uh, I've never even used that Nintendo 2. Like, I bought it and went in the box, refurbished perfect condition. Like, That's great. Anyway. That's, that, that's worth that. That's not much, but it's something. We'll be right back, folks. back everyone second half of the show episode 500 can't forget to remind everyone to go to uat.edu the website for the university of advancing technology uh, also our facebook page has had a bit of activity this week mostly just me posting crap but uh but if you want to see what crap it is i'm posting it's a slash chatterbox video game radio full name it's linked from our website in fact which you can find at any one of our many urls Chatterbox Game Show being the the most pristine. Um, <clears throat> we have a lot of topics that we've not covered in in the past. Yes, and sad to say, Trapper has also just left, which you cannot see from the silence. Yeah, nah, that's all right. Um, He's a very busy man. He we, could only grace us for half a show. We'll remind you of his website at the end. Um, what? Where do we want to go with the second half of the show today? Because we have a lot okay. on yeah. the list. So, so last week we promised a topic that was going to be really big, and then we baited you further by not telling you what it was. Okay. So let's talk about that one. Let's do it. Okay. okay. <laughs> so there's been a lot of talk lately in the press and also in things that are happening in the press about – wow. How do we want to even describe this? Um about a bunch of pussies? Gamers hating on developers? I guess you could say that. Okay. It sure depends on your point of view. But <laughs> it sure depends on your point of view. So let me let me okay, let, here's how I'm going to frame this topic. So we talked about that Phil Fish thing some weeks ago, right? Yes, we did. So this that's related. There's been a bunch of very public examples of developers being harassed. Let's uh, to to be to be politically correct, I guess. Uh, very very recently, right? So there's Phil Fish. There was that incident. Um, there was also an incident with the design director at Treyarch, where um, this this guy's name's David Wanderhar. 
they patched Black Ops 2, apparently, and it changed the timing on some weapons and some firing rates and so on. And so he got a bunch of um, messages about, I don't know, they wish him death or stuff like that. Um, there's the uh, ever-controversial Inita Sarkeesian who gets all kinds of you know rape threats and so on. Um, there's We've talked about her in the past, but not for a while. There's, there's this writer... Uh, Bioware, her name was Jennifer Hepler, and she got a lot of harassment. Um, although that was misplaced harassment, but I think some of it came from a good place. We can elaborate on that because I'm sure if you know anything about that, you're probably thinking I'm crazy right now. Uh, there was that Adam Worth guy, right, which was the ad, uh, creative director at Microsoft who tweeted – He's a guy who said something about always on being not a big deal. Yeah, and so he got a lot of uh, unpleasant uh, hater aid, and so Jade from Ubisoft. Well, yeah, there's that. She she's also a, does too. She's a constant target. Here's something really funny. I just want to read this to you straight out. Um, this was on a Polygon article, and they were talking about these things. And uh, remember a guy named Stephen Toulouse. Toulouse. Yeah, we're gonna say Tutio for a second. Toulouse. 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 So he was actually the guy who for six years, and now I'm reading from Polygon, headed up Xbox Live's policy and enforcement. And Steven says in this interview, he was like, I have approximately 70 messages on Xbox Live right now, and half of them are, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to find you and destroy you, and... You know how long it's been since he's left Microsoft? It's been about two years. That's that's pretty sweet. Yeah. So but this, this is strange because in the context of Xbox Live, so a- Xbox Live, the I don't know what you call it, the community, the infrastructure, right. it was designed specifically to exist in a game world. It may have expanded a little bit beyond that now, but it, it was designed specifically the per- for the purpose of people who play games to communicate with each other within the same place that they play games. And in the context of a game, it is totally legitimate to suggest that you're going to kill someone, right? Black Ops 2, for instance, that game you mentioned, you are killing other people in that game. Yeah, but I think it's pretty clear in, in this guy's case that they didn't mean that they were going to kill him in the game. I understand. Because I Because he was, as, as Polygon frames it the head ban hammer i'm taking one one point of view but but this is this is the basis for the rest of my argument right there are these people who exist in this world where you you are quite literally asking people to simulate murder right that is what you're doing by providing them with a game most of the video games that these people are are involved in and in the case of steven he's just part of the you know the government so to speak well so i don't understand what you're trying to get at are you trying to say that they mean that they want to kill him in the game or they're just no no no. i I don't i don't think that they're suggesting that like they could they could their defense would be no i just meant i was going to shoot him in the game that's not what i'm saying okay because on 2020 about like many years ago like when i was a kid like that was actually what happened like there's these two kids and one of them is like i'm going to kill you and they actually were talking about it in the game. In 2020, John Stossel was like, look at these children. Their minds are being warped. Now they've become killers. Oh. And it was really quaint. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that they've produced this environment 
by producing the game, by producing the the communication medium, um, by introducing online play where you can talk to all sorts of people and not virtually anonymously. They have pushed this environment that encourage doesn't directly, but basically encourages through access this sort of talk, this sort of interaction. Um, it's it's hard for me to accept, first of all, the fact that they essentially helped develop this state of mind. And we've lived with it for so long now, right? Like, it is clear to me that the internet is full of jackholes, right? Like, anytime you put anything, anything on the internet, there will be some people who like it, provide well I, I feel like actually that's a separate topic but i want to i want and, and i want to address that but i want to address bef- i want to address what you're saying now well they all go together too. the point is you're always going to have haters and you're always going to have people who don't understand like modern modern decorum where you have to have like some amount of restraint because you're dealing with kids who haven't become adults yet and they don't so, understand okay so to a degree i do agree but there's Okay, so the things that what you said that I do disagree with is, first of all, um, this is a matter of degrees, right? So you're so right that there will always be that – there is some proportion of people in, in all of those categories, right? But it really seems now like it's like distinctly, significantly worse than it ever has been. And actually don't – Secondly, I actually don't accept your argument for um, how we've been kind of indirectly cultivating that behavior because other cultures like Japan distinctly do not have that kind of online behavior. And now that is leading me to ask the question, I wonder how many people play FPSs in Japan compared to here? Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to point out that we know that that's a smaller number than here. In addition, but that's another that's a chicken and egg thing too, isn't it? So we don't know what's causing what necessarily. A little bit, but also we're talking about they built this in the American culture, right? And and American culture was already primed for this to begin with. Perhaps, but and, my, and we douse the flames more with every form of media. I think it's a lot more sensible to consider that the culture itself is what's spawning this behavior rather than the the structure of the games or their existence or availability or the, even how frequently they play them. I think it's it's the surprise to which I am I am forming this argument. Right, like don't be surprised. And and also when you're saying like it seems more prevalent or whatever. Yeah. This is you can measure that in so many different ways. And I'll use I have an example in my head, and I don't know if it's going to translate well. Um, so let's say you have three three companies, three examples, right? One company is really, really, really big. So everybody shops at that company, right? We'll say Walmart. And then you have two mom and pops, right? Two mom and pops, and they have very little traffic, right? So if you were to look on Twitter or something and see all the companies that are talking to the mom and or all the conversations that are happening with the mom and pops, very, very small, right? Only a couple people are going to be talking to them. Lots of people are talking to Walmart. If you then have the mom and pops, look at the volume of stuff Walmart getting is getting, for instance, in 10 years, when the volume of everything is larger and suddenly the mom and pops have more business. They're like, oh my God, there's so much. Meanwhile, they're still getting a small percentage of what it is. Like I said, I don't think this translates very well. My, my point is that 
the world has grown, communication has grown, access to communication has grown, simplicity of communication has increased, the ability to communicate these vile messages is simply easier and therefore more voluminous, and therefore we think that they are suddenly like just growing. And there might be a higher volume of them, but I don't think that means that the the intention behind them or the the clear malice behind them is increased. It's just that it's easier to type on Twitter, you're an ass and I want to kill you, so people do. But so, like it's the same idiots. So that's that's interesting. And that very well may may be. I can't I mean I, I just I don't have information to actually disagree or agree with that. I think definitely all that's happening, but I'm also getting once again, and this is in indefensible indefensible I have this strong suspicion that I feel like our it's our culture these days that is encouraging like just that that kind of communication and here's here's some more reasons why I think that is um I actually have two very contradictory pieces of comment about this whole thing, but I'll get to those after this so right i mean it's the, there was that whole like penny arcade thing right the whole like internet theory right like if you combine like a huge audience with a bunch of uh, people who can say things anonymously without re- people are, you know, total F, et cetera's, right? Yeah. And while at that, like, while that may be the case, I just feel like there is, it's, it's so hard to say, man. It's so hard to say where it's coming from, but... If you look at what's happening to, to people socially, and there's definitely like trends socially with guys that are being reported as far as like guys not being like socially capable anymore and guys are not being as social as they used to be and all that stuff. And when we come back, I'll tell you what I'm trying to get at. Are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we're back. Once again, it's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. You may have just heard a commercial from UAT. Another reminder, their website's UAT.edu. That was probably in the commercial, by the way. 
at uat.edu, University of Advancing Technology, where I'd like to think that they have some of these discussions actually in classes. I, I would like to. I can't recall well. because it was too long ago that I was there and <laughs> things have changed for sure. But uh, yeah, we definitely had video game classes where this sort of conversation would be, would be welcome. Okay, so let, let, me, let me try and uh, reform what I was uh, struggling with right before we went to break. So I get the distinct sense, and I'm curious how you feel about this, Alon, that our gen- like generally just our culture these days is not putting a lot of value on things, like not just like the obvious stuff like courtesy and treating people like people, but more subtle things like people are so engaged with devices that I actually believe that their social development is materially suffering for it. And that I feel is certainly contributing to this kind of hey, haterade behavior. Um, I mean, I obviously don't have any, anything official to yeah i mean we're just that, all we have yes. to go off of is just like what we're reading in the media and what we're seeing from day to day in our lives yeah you know? if, I, if i want to sound like a fox news caster I, <laughs> i'd be like yeah that's what's happening to america um it it seems plausible yeah i could see like someone basically using a device their whole life that's the way they interact with people it's basically this this constant feeling of anonymity and how you communicate and i mean i, I think it it really more comes down to like your family structure. Yeah. Your unit is like, are, is your daily life one where you have a generally positive and gentle and kind outlook and, and personal condition? Or are you the type of person that, you know, tends to want to make other people feel bad in order to make you feel better? It's very like East coast versus Midwest, right? Are, are Which you one a, is the Midwest? <laughs> Midwest is very nice. <laughs> And the East Coast are traditionally accepted as just assholes, right? Well, there's definitely that association. But I'm so glad that you brought that up. Not the East-West stuff, but right before that. Because I I do think that this is where it's coming from. And it's like, um, oh, my God, oh, my God. What did you just say before that? About the the human condition, the family unit. Yeah, okay, here's the thing. Like, let's – okay, look. Let's look at this like scientists, okay? Minus science? (laughs) No, no, no. This is going to be science, okay? Okay. Let's think about why some people act in that way. And that way that we're talking about is basically these highly psychologically dysfunctional types of interactions. This has been documented, right? Psychologists know about this kind of stuff where the the exchange, the communication between two people is not what you might describe as a clean one. It's like the other person is... Like, you ever heard of the term, like, a social vampire? Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, kind of like that. Like, this is a real thing. This happens. There are people that they will try to extract things from you, right? Not material things, right? But it's, like, they they want to get – here's the thing. You ask, like, why would, why would somebody com- be compelled to harass somebody even repeatedly online with all kinds of nasty things, Okay. Now, you and me, we're just like, look, grow a thick skin, get over it. Who cares, right? And I believe that that's the correct response. Yeah. I should, I should qu- qualify, by the way, that there are actually crazy people out there who might actually kill you. 
and unfortunately you just can't tell the difference so you have to have a thick skin and hope nobody shoots you like i don't have another solution well yeah there's that too but it's also been said that the one yeah. who talks is the one who does not take action yeah i just, i don't want <laughs> to that say just that makes it even worse i don't want to say that i don't think those things are real or exist no no, no they can't happen that that's true sure but sure but here's the thing right these are people whose lives are so empty are so unfulfilling that they have to get an ego boost because we look we're human okay we actually in a lot of ways unless we're really really like we're just incredibly we're just in incredible like for except for a few incredible exceptions i feel like it's very important for most people you have to get these little ego boosts on a daily basis in order for you to feel good about yourself and these little ego boosts come in a lot of different forms if you're a healthy person, they come in healthy forms, like you chat with somebody during the day and this is pleasant to you, right? Or somebody compliments you on something and this is pleasant to you. Or just any kind of interaction you have with somebody that is just pleasant, right? But these people, for some reason, maybe it's their upbringing, maybe it's their parents, maybe it's their lack of parents. I think it's some combination of all of those things. They don't get enough reinforcement that maybe they're even just good enough people and they don't know how to get their ego boosts in any other way other than creating conflict or by basically uh, taking it away from someone, right? Like there's win-win and there's win-lose in human interactions and your actions can uplift somebody with you or you can get uplifted by kicking the other guy down, right? And I feel like there's just a legion of kids that don't know how to socially operate in any other way by just kicking the other person down. That is how they get sustenance emotionally. That's the only way they know how to do it. They are not going to be able to function in life in any other way beyond this. And so this is basically a downward spiral that they're all traveling in. I think you're being a little bit extreme. Um Part, part of that is from personal experience. Like, I am a very good trash talker, and I enjoy the trash talk. Now, well, you do. I, I very much do, yeah. and I very much hate that. Yeah, because I'm good at it. <laughs> I don't want to say that you're good at it because I don't know what you mean by that. But well, by good it means I can get under someone's skin and and piss them off pretty well. Yeah, and, you can do that. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I mean, I don't do that very much these days. Like, if I'm playing Halo against somebody with, you know, with my friends in the same room or, you know, with just people I know, even online, um, then I I might go over the limit sometimes, but I try not to. Like, I try to stay within the realm of they know I'm just screwing around, playing around. I'm not going to take personal attacks with them, but I'll be like, ah, I, I don't know. I don't have good examples. I haven't done it in so long. But, yeah. like, make a big deal yeah. with my voice about how I totally just blew their head off, right? Um when I was younger, I might be more extreme and, you know, more more what I think is playful, but in, in reality is just more aggressive and perhaps humiliating to, to other people. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was getting my ass handed to me the whole time, but I was just better at making a big deal of it when I would win. Sure. Um, but I have a very competitive nature then and now and forever, right? But, you know, another thing I'm going to bring up playing the game with Michaela last night again Um the the mode of the game and Pikmin that we were playing was co-op. Like there wasn't the opportunity for 
I mean, there is another version, another thing you can play in the game, which is competitive, where I think you're trying to, like, you know, do more than the other person. But the mode we were playing in was co-op. And um, like I said earlier, it's rare that my wife and I play a video game together. Um, It's also rare that we could get to do something that is, like, quantified and cooperative. Like, that really... I can't think of a non-video game situation like that. I guess like doing. I think your or kind of trash talk is different than this other one, but but keep going. Anyway, I, what I'm trying to say is, I I genuinely enjoyed this cooperative mission with her. When if it was a competitive thing, I would have enjoyed it as well, like beating her. But like because she doesn't enjoy that, I would not have really enjoyed it. Like it's only if the other person has the same competitive spirit. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because I think it's very much based in that like video games obviously are, are very competitive not all of them but like the majority of them right. are competitive in nature and we build that competition by playing right, but more you just you just said something really key i enjoyed the cooperative side of it no 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 you only like being competitive when other people are there to meet you especially in attitude about it uh yes i mean i inherently enjoy the competition but yeah it doesn't basically the joy like, I could be like, yeah, let's do this thing that's competitive. But if they're not into it, right. then then the joy is taken away. Yeah, and that's that's rational. But I feel like – and maybe sometimes it can be difficult to differentiate. But I feel like a lot of this kind of trash talking is – and who knows what proportion. But this is a lot more like just deep-seated like – I just want to make myself feel better, and the only way I can do it is at your expense. Well, I, I kind consider of that thing. like a life competition. Like I'm trying to be better than you, just feel better about myself, and that's the competition, right? Not a, not the game, so to speak, but I can just make you feel worse. So therefore, I'm feeling better. I mean, I'm putting it in that category. It's all it comes. It stems from a competitive nature, in my opinion. Yeah, but I'm also extremely competitive, and I have absolutely no desire to. To, to trash talk people at all. Yeah. I mean, I that's something I can't explain. There's just some people who are, and it might be people who don't feel good about themselves. I don't know. I mean, I certainly grew up like nerdy kid, didn't have friends, like felt bad about it. So I would I would relish in a competitive environment where I was good. See, right? here, was here's the culture that I think that is I dangerous, good. though, is that a lot of those other people are feeling that way, too. They're coping by basically taking that and spreading it around as much as possible. And this happens psychologically. This is how some people cope. Yeah. Well, I can I can relate because I would do the same thing. It's just that I, I grew up yeah. and I grew out of it before I had uh, the tools at hand yeah. to be like – I mean I was never so hateful that I would say I wanted to kill somebody or something. I just want to square that away. But I was very competitive and very like stabby, right? Yeah. Like picking at you to – the intention is to make the other person feel bad because that's the the nature of the, the yeah game the we were or the, the emo- like emotionally disrupting somebody is what is satisfying as an activity and that is absolutely the case for some people and and it I I don't think that ever goes away I think that is inside me yeah right I, like I said I've just I've grown out of you've it. grown out of it see now or or I've grown past it I right say but it's still there. And it makes me kind of a dick sometimes. Yeah, but you know, but you know better, and you know when to know better, and you know when to do better, right? Usually, <laughs> usually. See, my my argument is that I'm afraid that a lot of because of the technological environment that we're in, 
now that's even more dramatic than when we were growing up, I'm afraid that a lot of these kids are not going to have the availability to grow out of it. Because they're not introduced to real human interaction? It's all because, just fake be- stuff. Because, because there's too many opportunities for uh, non-challenging technological, non-real social interaction, right? Social interaction that's mediated through these devices. So you don't, you know, imagine what happens to somebody psychologically who can meet thousands of people over a course of time and never have any repercussions to anything they say to any of them. Well, do you do that for long enough, intensely enough? Imagine how that's going to change your mind. I don't even think about the repercussions. I think what's even more, more basic to that. And I mean, we're going way off topic of video games, whatever. No, this is no, no, this is so on topic. I disagree. um, Forget, forget the repercussions of what you say. Just in a much more basic form is if I'm interacting with someone online, I'm not seeing their face. I'm not seeing like micro expressions. I'm not uh, hearing tonality. Yes. And that people learn based on that. And when you do not have that, you are missing a huge part of social development. Yeah. So like these days, parenting and real world, like that's really important. It's a good thing that we're, we have this show so I can talk this through so that when I have kids, I will, I have thought about these things in advance because minus this this opportunity, I probably would not discuss it. And they'd be like, yeah, play go. some video games all day long. No problem. I've, I've actually – I've been like deeply fascinated by this subject for a while. And I, I just want to say two more things about this. Okay. The first one is, yeah, you know what? Like all the developers – look, I don't think we need developer support groups. There's actually – been some like very serious talk about having like developer like support groups like that's where ones. i think they just need to buck up and be like yeah. this is the world we're in you need well, to calm the hell down well see here's a, here's how i'd like to to frame it if you're a developer look any any kind of it doesn't even matter if you're a developer or not if you're in a position of high stature in any way you will become a target and this is like you know, this is like the uh, like the alpha male guy who dresses like ridiculously, okay? And you know what? He can dress ridiculous lookingly because he has got the attitude and the frame of mind and the emotional stature to be resilient under people giving him s. I think Dennis Rodman is the example we're thinking. That's a great example, okay. like Dennis Rodman. He can pull that off and he pulls that off and he gets – and he's old now I guess, right? This is not like the most timely example. But we just played hang time. We did. So we saw him with his green hair and everything, right? So yeah. So the thing is if you want to be alpha and you're in a alpha position in whatever your stock is in life, you are going to attract a lot of attention and you're going to attract way more negative attention than everyone else and that you just you just have to take it because that's the way things are yeah you know if you're if you're going to be up on that pedestal you're going to be able you're going to have to be able to take all the tomatoes that are thrown at you yeah that's the way it's always been it's it's perfectly analogous to the hollywood star or starlet or whatever you want to call it who gets a bunch of complaints you know, like Britney Spears is like, people are always on me about every little pound I yeah, it, I add or lose. It or comes with the territory. Bad. Yeah. You, when you're put on a pedestal, people are going to look at you. 
I even we even had it was funny a while ago several years ago about a year after I started we started getting really bad hate mail directed at me and it was funny because one of those actually turned into like our one of our biggest fans so Uh, that was funny yeah that was maybe he was just looking for interaction well maybe so (laughs) you know Uh, the other thing I want to say is that right so yeah developers I really think should should they just you just have to suck it up because if that's the territory you want to play in, this is what comes with it, and that's the deal yeah how about you stop reading the cheesy forums right yeah possibly that's what you're worried about but the other thing too at the same time is you know all of all of you kids out there who like you know like who associate yourselves with this kind of thing and you think that like you know it's cool or you're getting like you know you're really getting satisfaction over like exercising your power over people like that is not going to get you anywhere in life. And if you keep on behaving in that way, then you will not learn the things that you need to learn to actually have a happy life and you're going to die miserable and no one will care. Yeah. Or just spend the first really important 20 years of your, your conscious life, uh, unhappy, right? Like I had to, the last 15 years, I have been consciously trying to make myself be less of a dick. And, uh, yeah, college was not as fun as it could have been for me. Well, there you go. Right. So I am, I'm a living example. But this just comes down to, like, here's very simple advice. Uh, don't rag on people that you don't know. And be careful ragging on the people you do know. Like, you need to know whether or not they can take it, if they're cool with it. And if you don't know them, don't even take that risk. Don't do it. Because you're, you are guaranteed to piss them off. And... A general rule of life is if you want to have friends, and which leads to happiness, uh, then you don't want to piss people off. And get your emotional satisfaction from some other place in life instead of kicking people in the face. Yeah. Now, that is a whole other show. I don't know the answer to that one. <laughs> but telling you to not be a dick, I could totally do. So, um, perfect ending to show 500. Thank you, Ara, by the way, for all of your help in making the show what it is. Um, and now you're going to make me blush. I wanted. I also Jesus. wanted. Got to mention. We mentioned brothernights.com. Right. Yes. Go there. Jabber's they need here. more than thirty subscribers. Yeah. So please. Let's, maybe we can push them over forty. They deserve um, even more than forty. Yeah. They deserve at least a few hundred, but not more than ten thousand. Okay. Because that's that's probably more than us. That would just be weird. And well, well, we don't have a YouTube channel, so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening as long as you have. Thank you, Ara, for for being here for so long. Uh, This is not a goodbye. It just sounds like one. We're going to be back next week. Um, And now you can go and vomit from all the niceness you're experiencing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, in closing, for this epic, epic show, don't be a dick. Well said. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.